Good after morning, everyone. Welcome into twitch.tv forward slash IceCrumapods. My name is Graham Day, and I'm joined by the man that we call Bibby. I'll read, Bib. Good after morning, Graham. Live from the Poulton ICU studio. I mean, that looks looks crisp. It looks crisp. Look at that. Look at that. That's, it. That's the uh, Elgato face cam that he's there. Look at that studio. Oof. 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 Uh, for those of you that haven't been here before, I am not in the ICU studio with Bib. I'm at home today, but that's fine because we have the technology to bring you a multi-location broadcast for this, which is the Scoop, the UK's number one video game podcast, if we do say so ourselves. We are live on twitch.tv forward slash ice cream uploads where we go live each and every single weekday at 10 a.m. Ish. Ish. It's 20 past one, so it's not quite 10 a.m. It's close-ish. Ish, ish. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we do go live on Twitch, but the live stream is turned into a podcast, a video on YouTube, and an audio podcast on iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and Google Play. So there's lots of places where over 130,000 people have watched and listened to this podcast on demand. So if you are in the stream, please do feel free to get involved over the next hour or so. And it's important that you do because we turn the live stream into a podcast. I've just mentioned that. I'm going back over my own fucking words. Great. <laughs> but before mm-hmm. we do jump into any of the news that we're talking about today we will bring you the biggest the best and the breaking stories we will give you our thoughts and impressions but we do want to hear your thoughts and impressions and then your thoughts and impressions on our thoughts and impressions but as i said before we jump into any of that uh, let me shout out exclamation mark loot drop you'll hear it every time you're in this stream uh, because we want subscribers to know that they get prizes everyone that is a sub to our channel on the first monday of the month bags themselves a chance at winning a prize one person gets a prize every month just just for being a sub beautiful yeah. beautiful as well as that exclamation mark spam just just because you can just because you yeah. can that's it no no ad no spawn yet 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 Lovely spam! Lovely spam! Lovely spam! Main reason I'm singing it over this is just for YouTube strikes! Get the fuck out! <laughs> uh, so, yes, uh, if you want some spam, help yourself some spam. Uh, I mean, you will have to pay for it and source it for yourself, but you know, help yourself. Why not? Why not? Um, I'll read Bib. Are you ready to talk about video games? Uh, do you know what, Graham? There's nothing more than I love to do than talk about video games and I mean that from the very bottom of my heart do you know what I think there's evidence to prove that because you're like almost 600 episodes of the scoop in now so I think that's pretty obvious I think that's pretty obvious yeah. Uh, yeah. the Triggermeister is in the chat you're done uh, I'll read Ilotus welcome in welcome in for those that don't know by the way Chasing Crates with mates of the old style which never has really gone away yet um, <laughs> yeah uh, pretty, you've had like one, 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 one away and you, you announced it like a month ago <laughs> It was. it's like the DFS sale oh it's ending no Chasing Crates <laughs> so yeah we are back tonight good news good news all good things comes to those that are fucking badass so Lotus um, has managed to wing it so that he is joining us I think it's for the next couple of weeks he says uh, unless last hey. Last week was one of those couple of weeks. So Chasing Crates with Mates is on. Expect the Trigger Meister to carry me all, all the way through the stream until he leaves. As he <laughs> <usually does. laughs> Lake says, I heard my Nick. Um, yeah, we were just, it's fine, it's fine, Nick. Uh, Nick? Nick? Uh, Lake, you said your name, it's fine, it's fine. Yes, anyway, yeah. uh, we are going to talk about a few things today. Some pretty exciting things for me as well in terms of... Um, we played Call of Duty on stream um, over on Official Insert Coin. We uh, kind of liked it, but it was a bit of a jarring thing in terms of the game I expected to be a bit meh because it was Call of Duty Vanguard. It was mm. World War One or Two, not an era that I'm asked about in, in my shooter games. Um, that said, it was a great game. I was saying, do you know what? If it was a different time frame, 
maybe I'd enjoy this. Well, good news. It's already been announced. We've already covered it, but we have new details. As Modern Warfare 2, uh, the new game from Call of Duty coming out later this year, has additions, pre-order bonuses, and beta details seemingly leaked. So if you want to play any Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which I absolutely do... Um, mm -hmm. Activision has confirmed in an, uh, an October release date for the game, and there are other details that have been linked. So do feel free to stick around. That will be the first story we go through. We will then jump into uh, quite a variety of articles today from Call of Duty. We'll jump into PS Plus. This is a conversation that has been rumbling over the last couple of weeks, uh, whereas now people have had a little bit of time to investigate the different packages that are coming in the new PS Plus upgrade options. Um, users claim PS Plus upgrades penalise those who use discounts and stacked subscriptions. So Sony is being accused of anti-upgrade options, at least in Asia, which is not what you want to hear. That's exactly what my uh, Xbox were accused of when they were uh, when they were getting rid of their live mm -hmm. options and just focusing on Game Pass, and they quickly reverted and went the extra mile of making games like Fortnite free to play. So they went, actually, yeah, we are fucking up there. Sorry, mm -hmm. here's how we <laughs> fix it. Be interesting to see what uh, what the deal is with PlayStation, and then going forward, how they look at fixing that. Elsewhere, Twitch may finally start telling people why they've been banned, which is a long overdue change, and its po policy is hopefully coming soon. Do you think that'll be retroactive? Will we know why the dock got banned? Oh, but can you imagine if the news did break that you can log into a, like a band account and it gives you the reason why? That'd be amazing. Um, I mean, he does say he knows why he's been banned already. He said that previously. I know why I've been banned, but we're just going to agree to disagree. Uh, but, I mean, Twitch has had its information leaked in the past. So if, if anyone, imagine if someone leaks that, why he was banned. Oh. Anyway, uh, elsewhere, Matt Wales at Eurogamer says a Pokemon-like MMO Temtem, uh, which if you haven't heard of Temtem, it's it's not a bad game. It's been on uh, PC and... and uh, is it... Well, yeah, let me start again. It's been on PC for a while in early access. Mm -hmm. Well, it is leaving early access this September, launching on the PS5, Series X and S consoles, the Nintendo Switch and PC. Ooh, so if you're a Pokemon fan and you think, do you know what? I want a bigger, more vibrant, a bit more adventurous Pokemon game. Well, Temtem could be the one for that. That's the last story of the day. Before that, though, we will jump into some Modern Warfare conversations. Bib, where do you stand on Modern Warfare? Yay or nay? It's a big yay, Graham. It's a big yay, and I'll tell you for why at the end of this article. Nice. Love it, love it. Just enough time to let me get it all set up. Leaves himself in. Oh, <laughs> it's like we've done this oh, before. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so Tom Ivan at VGC says, Modern Warfare 2 Editions pre-order bonuses and beta details seemingly leak. Activision today confirmed an October release date for the game. Uh, so jumping into the body of the article, new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 details have reportedly leaked via an update to last year's series entry. According to Charlie Intel, data miners have uncovered multiple references to the upcoming title via in-game files added to Call of Duty Vanguard with Tuesday's Season 3 Reloaded update. The file seemingly revealed the first details about different Modern Warfare 2 editions set for release, plus information on pre-order bonuses and plans for an open beta. Activision confirmed earlier on Tuesday that the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 release date is October the 28th, 2022. While unofficial, the datamined files suggest it plans to release three editions of the game, each of which grants early access to an open beta for PlayStation players when pre-ordered. They are Modern Warfare 2 standard edition, the cross-gen bundle, 
and the Vault Edition. The most expensive edition is also said to include the following. A Battle Pass, plus 50 tier skips. Red Team Operator Pack, which is Ghost, Soap, Price and Pharah. Uh, the FJX Cinder Weapon Vault. 10 hours of double XP and 10 hours of... I think that's... Is it Weapon XP? 2W XP. Um, also, the Ghost Legacy Pack, which is 12 operator skins and 10 weapon blueprints. Sony and Activision have a long-standing Call of Duty marketing deal, which in recent years has seen PlayStation owners receive a range of exclusive content, including in-game bundles, exclusive in-game modes, and early access to public tests. Can't see that happening for many more years to come. <laughs> um, and then we're not bothered about Vanguard Season 3, because that's a different game entirely. But Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 multiple editions uh dates leaked and confirmed uh by activision plus the pre-order bonuses we have a lot of details to chew through there bib what are your thoughts yeah i'm going to start with the pre-order bonuses and things like that and the most expensive edition of the game depending on how much this edition costs you could be getting a decent bang for buck there like having four character skins double xp for 10 hours um, let me just go back onto the tab again because there was quite a lot to break in down there, uh, there um, was, I'll, I'll go through so you've got your battle pass you've got the, yep. the four skins for your operators which is right, let me break that down when you oh. say that battle pass about eight quid Mm-hmm. Uh, you've four skins with four skins uh, it's not four one, skins. It's not one two four. or three but you get four skins um, <laughs> for your operators arguably probably six between six and nine no, quid each just to confirm it's four skins not not okay. Yeah, you got that four skins, right? Yeah, just just the four. Yep. Yeah, four skins. Yeah, yep, four, yep, yep. four skins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then you've got the Ghost Legacy Pack, which gives you twelve operator skins. So that's like three lots of four skins. Okay, call that twenty <laughs> quid ish. And it comes with ten weapon blueprints. So that's like, I don't know if you can put a price on that. <laughs> Is uh, that like four 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 weapon skins? It's, it's like two two four skins and a half. Okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, so skipping 50 tiers, if that's anything like on Fortnite, it's quite expensive, isn't it, to skip tiers on Fortnite? Um, so it, it, say, for instance, this this top tier, the, 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 the most expensive tier for this that comes with it, how much do you reckon that's going to cost? What, to skip 50 tiers? No, just in general, this vault edition, because it, 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 I, I couldn't put a price on the 50 tier skips because it is quite expensive on Fortnite. And I don't know how much it is on uh, Call of Duty to be able to do that. I'm thinking um, this just off of the price mark of previous games, uh, not necessarily Call of Duty games, but, but PS5-ish sort of games. Um, standard edition, 69 quid. Cross-gen yeah. bundle, 79 quid. Vault edition, 99 quid is what I'm thinking of in my head. Maybe, mm. maybe 129 quid only because yeah. I think something has been at that price point before. Uh, I don't feel like there's enough there to justify 129 quid. I don't see 60 quid's worth of stuff as a pre order bundle, uh, there for me. So that's why I'd, I'd for myself, I would say 99 quid. Um, yeah, but you never know with fucking video games. I, I, I generally think, I think you're looking at 129, 139 pound for that vault, vault edition, which I'm not going to sit here and say that it's a justifiable price. I don't think, I don't, I, I think it is, but I don't think it's an attempt. People will buy it at that price because there is a lot in there for one battle pass. Again, I'm, I was trying to break it down into how much I think each asset in that costs. Now, if an op it, it, if one skin 
costs roughly eight pound. If you, and you how, get how many would you would they be if you had four of those though? Would that be would, foreskins? <laughs> yes, it would be. Yeah. Um, I think you could easily get sixty sixty pounds worth of content in that. Genuinely, if if they was to all be sold separately, including the fifty tier skips, I think that's quite an expensive asset on its own. You could probably slap thirty quid on that yeah. easily. Battle pass one season, eight quid. Fifty tier skips. That's like half of your battle pass. But you can spend fucking eighty quid going up uh, your levels on on Fortnite kind of yeah. stuff. So if it's about seventy nine people tier skip. Uh, it's yeah call that 60 quid there on its own i definitely yeah. i think i think you are potentially right the only thing for me is is that all gets value dropped in my mind from it being a pre-order and the fact that you're ordering into a game that you don't have out so yeah, it's, yeah, it yeah. Sh- should be an incentive so i would still put it at 99.99 kind of thing mm-hmm. that said i still so would. i would have that as a cross gen i think that would be a cross gen price oh really Mm. If, if, I'm trying to think back to what they did with NBA because I'm very, uh, I'm fairly certain that they had like the Mambo edition, uh, my, sorry, the the Mambo edition, um, where it what they had three different tiers. They had standard, then they had the cross gen one, which I think was about ninety nine quid, and then they had the Mambo edition that had like all your NBA packs and your your playground stuff, uh, so your neighborhood stuff and all the other things that go along with that. That was I think that was about one hundred and thirty nine pound. So that's why that's what I'm kind of basing mine off of because I reckoned that they sold quite well with that, even though it's a completely different um, publisher and developers, obviously a completely different franchise. I still think that that is a, an attainable price. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I was going off of kind of what Timeless has put in. So when they had cars on night vision goggles, so I've actually got a box of Call of Duty Modern Warfare waiting for me in Holland. <laughs> Yeah. So someone, someone who I know has Call of Duty, the original Modern Warfare, with the um, night vision goggles in Holland for me. It's just going to cost a fucking fortune to send over kind of thing. So it's, that's the only reason I've not got it. Um, but those were about 200, 250-ish sort of quid. And that way you get some actual working night vision goggles yeah. or you get an actual working RC explosive car. The explosive obviously doesn't work just for a confirmation for anyone. <laughs> uh, so if Call of Duty has previous of that, that's what makes me think... Um, 99 to 129. I think 99, but I still think there's a very good shout that the uh, Vault Edition could, could could be 129. I would I would say the cross-gen bundle because you're getting just your standard edition, but with the ability to play it on opposite generations. Um, I would say that's a £10 upgrade, uh, which is where I get 79, uh, well, 69.99, aka 70 quid for your standard edition. Um, 79, okay, 80 quid for your uh, cross-gen, I would put a £10 on that um, and then jump up to 100 quid for your vault edition because uh, it's almost like good, better, best. You can play, you can spend a little bit more to get the, the slightly better one or you can spend a bit more of a chunk more to get fucking everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, I mean, Activision could quite easily come out with, a, okay, 90 quid, 100 quid, 130 quid option instead. Yeah. Obviously, 70 quid is the uh, RRP for next-gen games. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, Just jumping back up. <laughs> uh, ah, yes, Modern Warfare 5. Um, I mean 2. Yes, exactly. Modern Warfare 2.0. Oh, Modern Warfare 2. 2.0. Fuck! 
children, grow up. This is not the first time we've had foreskins conversations. It's probably not going to be the last. <laughs> uh, uh, you mean not force kins, the children of force users? I mean, it could be it could be friends and, and associated family of force users. My force kin. Do you want to see my force kin? <laughs> uh, there they are. Look, here's my family. What did you think I meant? What the fuck? <laughs> Obi Wan, we'll chill never out. Grow up. Chill out. Fucking hell, mate. Put put your force kin away. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back in the room. Um, okay, Modern Warfare Two D, uh, editions pre order bonus update details seemingly leaked and stuff. If you're into that, it'll be good news. If you're not into that, you'll be like, ah, okay, okay. Um, but the interesting thing for me, and I'm going to draw PUBG back into the conversation because I'm me and that's what I do. Uh, I posted something in our Discord this morning about player IGN, a known PUBG leaker who gets a lot of his information from data mining files or from just public sources. People will just share what is in game updates on the internet and then he will share that information before PUBG shares it. Um, and he's grown a bit of a reputation. He's helped promote PUBG quite a bit. And PUBG have actively worked with this guy in their marketing stuff previously. Um, so when Paramore was um, added to the map, they had some not not logistically thought through campaign of sending out like little bits of the of a tablet and when i say a tablet i mean like a rock so sending mm. rocks to people which costs a fortune to post because it's a rock and it's heavy as fuck and then yeah. it got stopping customs and and people's didn't turn up for ages and everything anyway player ign was included in this activation because of his investigative nature anyway they've slapped him with basically a cease and desist this morning from uh from crafton the parent company of uh, pubg because of his data mining um that's not necessarily the conversation that i want to have i just wanted to share that because that's something i did find interesting the conversation i did want to have though is data mining itself like if they knew this was coming if this was getting put into the game and they announced the date today i still don't know how in 2022 we are in an environment where they're thinking okay this information is getting out there regardless because people know how to data mine it's fact once it's in a pc file if it's in there people will mm -hmm. find it flawed uh, flawlessly your approach to that is flawed if you think they won't just because you're a great dev and you've put it in a folder called don't open me uh doesn't mean the internet's gonna go ah okay not gonna look in that one then uh so or you've called it some arbitrary binary number or something like that people will still look into it they'll have programs that help them scrape for for images and other files and stuff yeah. within there um so i don't get how call of duty only re-announced the date uh yesterday as all of the other information was leaked out surely <laughs> surely i will shit my pants as mm. neil has just gifted a gifted sub to uh to lake enjoy lake now you can do your own yeah. hellos let's go thank you very much neil i appreciate that dude Lake is up to 16 months now. Ooh. Love it. I Love shit it. my pants. I did shit my pants. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much, uh, Neil. Once again, the support, it's beautiful. Now I can know hello. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Um, so, yeah, how, how silly is it that people are able to access information that is just shared within the game files itself that the brands obviously know and are aware of? Don't get me wrong. It, I'm not happy when things like that does happen. Um, 
But surely by now, there's a little bit of fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me sort of approach to it. Okay, if the information was in there and we didn't think that you'd be snooping around where you're not supposed to be, uh, just don't do it next time or get your information out up front because by putting that into a live update, even though it's meant to be hidden, if people can still access it, the information is getting out because we live in a world where clicks come first. Clicks is revenue. You get your click, mm -hmm. you get your revenue. doesn't matter if you get told off afterwards. Oh, I will feel really bad as I'm sat here in my three Lambos, Tito. Uh, uh, no, no. So surely we should be in a state of the world where you've got exciting things like... The first reveals, uh, or not the first reveals, uh, but the first reveal of new information of your next 12 months of Call of Duty content. And it's you're just allowing it to be just picked off rather than shouting it from the rooftops yourself. It's, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Mm -hmm. And the worst thing is, is when this does get announced, people will already have formed their opinions. Possibly some of them incorrect based off of half-truths uh, because they've already... Oh, well, I actually saw that. that uh, interesting that the uh, you're only given the XJ, uh, FJX Cinder Weapon Vault, uh, whereas actually I was expecting it to have some other stuff and stuff. But it's... And it's just like, like people will already have negativity. Um, you always get negativity on some announcements from some people, but you've missed the chance of that negativity being drowned out by the positivity because people have already had their positive moments. So when you get your news out, you just hit with a lot more of the negative stuff. So yeah, so yeah. Games <laughs> industry in general. Um, okay, Modern Warfare 2 has had details leaked. We've gone through them. You can skip back through on Twitch or on YouTube if, you're, if you've only just joined us. Uh, but for now, we'll jump into our second story of the day. This is one that has, has been kind of evolving over the last few weeks, couple of months-ish. Uh, from Tom Ivan at VGC, users claim PS Plus upgrades penalise those who use discounts and stacked subscriptions. Sony accused of anti-consumer upgrade options in Asia. So unconfirmed reports claim that upgrade options for Sony's new PS Plus subscription service unfairly punish some players. Following the Asian launch of the revamped PS Plus service on Monday, some claims have emerged from players who purchased existing memberships using a discount code uh, or chose to stack uh, using a discount or chose to stack subscriptions before the option was disabled earlier this month. Uh, uh, among the complaints level at Sony, it's claimed that players who purchased their existing subscription uh, using a discount are being charged extra to upgrade to a different PlayStation Plus tier, wiping out any previous saving. VGC hasn't been able to verify if these claims are accurate, but we've asked Sony for more information and we'll update it if we receive a response. Players who previously stacked PS Plus memberships also claim uh, that in order to upgrade to a new subscription tier, they're required to do so for the entire duration of their current plan, which in some cases run for years and require making a significant upfront payment the revamp ps plus service will launch in june in japan north america and europe uh hmm okay um, I, i'll keep going i'll keep going um seemingly confirming that users who want to upgrade must do so for the remainder of their current plan uh, current plan playstation uk's site currently offers the following information on ps plus upgrade options when the new ps plus membership plans launch you will be able to upgrade to a plan with more features and benefits when you upgrade you will be charged a prorated uh, fee uh, to level up the remaining time on your existing membership to the level desired uh for example if you purchased a 12-month membership five months ago and have seven months left you will need to pay a prorated uh upgrade i think is that prorated is that your yeah that your... prorated yeah just have uh, i've never actually seen prorated i've seen prorata but not prorated so i'll just say prorata uh, anyway prorated upgrade fee to 
upgrade your remaining seven months to the desired plan level. Then on your next payment day, you'll be charged for the standard price of the membership plan level uh, that you upgraded to at your current payment frequency. Interesting. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So let's say I got a good discount and PS Plus costs me 40 quid a year, but I found some way to give it me for 20 quid for a year. And I'm thinking, I'm always going to need PS Plus. I've got 100 quid spare. So rather than it costing me 40 quid times five, it's going to cost me 20 quid times five. So 200 quid drops down to 100 quid. So I can save 100 pounds and I will have my PS Plus sorted out for the next five years. Bosh! And then they go, oh, you want to upgrade? Um, actually, if you want to go to the deluxe package, you need to spend for your deluxe upgrade for every single one of those months over the period of that entire cycle. And you need to pay it up front. So it's going to cost you 300 quid for you to upgrade to your deluxe package. You can't just upgrade to deluxe this month and then drop back down next month and then go back up again or whatever. You, you can't just be like, oh, you're, you're actually on a level uh, where, yeah, it's, it's, it's all paid for. You're on the essential plan. This is the basic plan. If you want to get deluxe, you can't just pay nine quid this month or whatever it's going to be. You have to spend the full 300 quid across the course of the mm -hmm. period. What? That just yeah. sounds bizarre. Really, really badly planned. I bet I bet it's an oversight, but it's 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 tragic. That's what it is, because this is a huge oversight where they've not looked at flexibility. They've not thought about consumers. And it's very PlayStation. When it comes to payments and things like that, um, they just go, oh, fuck it. This works. Let's go with that. Um, not realizing mm -hmm. how that will impact on the end user. So as this mentions, some anti-consumer upgrade options. I agree. What are your thoughts, babe? Yeah, I think... <clears throat> For all future purchases, rather than buying your PlayStation Plus PlayStation Plus subscription, regardless of the tier, I think you might be better off getting a discount code, a discount card. In terms of how much the monetary value of the card is worth, from like CD keys or something like that, and just buying the fifty pound cards that you can get for like forty two pound or something like that, and just load your account up that way and do it, rather than trying to stack it because. Like you say, if if you've bought five years worth of a PlayStation Plus and it's got as five separate things and they're all stacked, yeah, the, the, obviously, like you say, it's an oversight, but they, they, they can't differentiate it. They may be able to in a couple of months when they've worked out how to use the system properly. It may not even be in a couple of months. They might already be on it and it might get rectified in the next couple of weeks. But I feel like at this moment in time, buying, if you are going to bulk buy, buy the, the, the monetary value cards rather than the actual service cards, I feel like you'll probably get a better bang for your buck that way. If you do want to uh, move to the the ultimate or something like that, then you can probably just tick something on your account. If you've got £500 loaded onto your account, you can just select it for this month and then delete the recurring payment or something like that. Um, I think that might be your best way around this for the time being. Yeah. It's, it's or like, not user-friendly. But it'll, I think that might get the job done for you. Yeah, it's it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. I mean, Timeless says, PlayStation, anti-consumer. I'm shocked. Not. I mean, this is the thing, though, is PlayStation have proven that they are pro-consumer in the last generation uh, for the players was the PlayStation 4 username, mm -hmm. uh, well, tagline. And it was for the players. They won the generation because they were for the players. 
But now we've said it countless times. You are willing to rip up the script. You are willing to bend over backwards if you are in second place because you will do anything to get into first place. When you're in first place, well, actually, let's just keep things as it is because we're here now. Let's not give away too much because we're actually the best. So why do we need to? And you become complacent. And Microsoft did it, and PlayStation are doing it now. So PlayStation is being anti-consumer. Is that a shock? Ten years ago, seven years ago, five years ago, three years ago, yes, it's a shock. Right now, it's not. It's not, because that's that's just part and parcel of how PlayStation have been uh, throughout all of this. Xbox, um, obviously starting with Game Pass, uh, that, that customer-centric approach has has started to win them the mind share. PlayStation still has the market share and still continues to have that and will probably for the foreseeable. But Xbox having the mind share, it's important to remember how how important that can be in the long term. Uh, being on the right side of history uh, might not be great right now, but in history, it fucking will be. And Xbox are there. PlayStation uh, are binning off... Um, PSP and PS3 stores and then having to get some some backlash before they start to reinvestigate how they can do that. They're binning off games. Their forward and backwards compatibility stuff is late to the party and then is, is mm-hmm. hidden behind paywall structures and, and their paywall structures are difficult for consumers to have. You can't just go, do you know what, fuck it, I want Game Pass Ultimate equivalent on PlayStation for one month. It's like, ah, you want that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be 300 quid, please. What the fuck? Why can't I just hop into your system and hop out again? Why are you trying to do this to me i've paid for a service i've got your service i've invested in your service for five years why can't i just choose to have a better service for one month why can't i upgrade my package on the fly it's so so bad it's so bad that it's probably and most of playstation's issues i believe like with with um smart delivery and stuff on Xbox and so on like that. I think that comes from the fact that PlayStation isn't a PC brand. Xbox and Microsoft is. They've learned a lot of lessons. They they thought about Mm -hmm. not necessarily video game stuff, but delivery, payments, uh, access, uh, multi-platform, cross-platform, fucking interconnectivity, all that sort of shit. And PlayStation, this is where they are... PlayStation versus Xbox, PlayStation is the bigger brand. Sony versus Microsoft, Microsoft is a behemoth compared to Sony, which is just a moth. (laughs) Uh, It's not to say that PlayStation are getting a pass here either. Everything comes down with experience. As I said, I think they'll genuinely work it out in the next couple of weeks where there is a lot more user-friendly. People aren't having to log into the desktop accounts or the mobile devices to be able to delete payments or untick boxes that they don't want £300 coming out of their account next month when they decide to lapse their essential package or something like that. Like you say, it just comes down to experience. Microsoft have that in buckets when it comes to this kind of thing, Um, which (laughs) arguably is why they've seen a very, very good rapport being built back with their customer base over the last three years. I, I I don't think it's a coincidence I think they just know what the gamers want at this moment in time and they are giving it to them. Um, but yeah, uh, like I say, it's, it's experience versus something happening. Like They're trying to mirror Game Pass as fast as they can. And again, it's, this isn't a pass for PlayStation. They need no. to sort the shit out soon, Absolutely. otherwise they'll end up falling further behind. Yeah, I, the thing is, though, like, is regardless of how people 
we'll discuss this. Obviously, there's quite a heavy vitriolic console divide if you're on social media looking at... Um... Ooh, okay, I've just seen something that I'm going to click on that's going to be completely off topic, uh, topic but I will click on that next. That's the next news I've got. Anyway, um, uh, the console war can be quite nasty and people have their own opinions and that's fine. For me, it's subjective, but it's what I entirely believe. PlayStation had a better generation last generation because they had better games. Some people don't believe that, which is perfectly fine. But for me, and probably for the masses in the market that have, have said financially otherwise, PlayStation was the play to, uh, place to go for games. Uh, Xbox was the play to go for, uh, place to go for free games, but not necessarily the, the best exclusives. Uh, PlayStation had them. PlayStation doesn't really have them right now. Xbox doesn't have them either. Neither of them really have them. Okay, we've got Ratchet & Clank, which was a great next-gen game. Uh, we've got the Horizons and, and the Miles Morales and stuff like that. Great games. But in the time that all that's come out, that's like two years and we've had three titles, mm. it's not really enough to carry PlayStation through right now. You need one every six months. Um, and they aren't delivering at the level that last gen did. So at the moment now, PlayStation doesn't have the exclusives, but neither does Xbox, which means that Xbox on that level playing field wins because they have Game Pass. PlayStation doesn't. Um, and then you add to that Xbox being um, cross-platform with PC, Xbox having uh, the cloud access, Xbox having Game Pass uh, just in general. <laughs> PlayStation's like okay, but 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 you know we can we can charge you three hundred quid <laughs> in one go, yeah. and it's just and it's like I say, it's probably just a systemic thing. It's probably a system issue. They'll find a way to get around that and so on, but it doesn't help with the mindshare. Xbox still continues on a level a level playing field to have the advantage. If PlayStation went actually, by the way, Wolverine's coming out in September, and Spider Man is coming out in March, and also we've got. God of War Ragnarok, which will be coming out in... Yeah. And then suddenly it's like, okay, bang, bang, bang. Yeah, I can I can play loads of games for free-ish on Xbox, but I've also got these games that I can't play on Xbox. I mean, I can play games for free on Xbox, but if I really wanted to, I could get it second-hand for my PlayStation or whatever, and I could play it on there anyway. But, but I can also get this stuff that I can't get. But right now, PlayStation doesn't have that. All it has is... is sound bites that make them anti-consumer month after month mm. after month and they are sound bites and the, the short term most of them they are being fixed but then that's it's like how many times do you have to stumble how many times do you have to be seen to be anti-consumer and to be called out for being anti-consumer before you make those changes once okay you made a mistake but if it's over and over and over again then you clearly are anti-consumer and you are happy being ignorant to consumers. Not You're not anti-consumer because that's you are making changes to, to spite consumer, but you are ignorant to consumers if you aren't realising how what, what you are peddling is negative until someone mentions it to you. How can you do that? A, a dog shit UI on the PS5. It's, game base is <laughs> wank. Get rid of it. Uh, changing the hold and the push of your button functions and so on. Why? And all that <laughs> other shit that, that's come. It's just, just ignorant. And then you, when you add to that multiple different financial implications and not being able to have forward and backward compatibility in a way that's really simple so people have to get different versions and download games and save data files and USB 
USBs and control <laughs> fucking blue screen the fuck out of most people that tried to compute that stuff. Xbox nailed all that. And that and that's the thing is is some of it will be systematic. Like, okay, the systems are just shit. We didn't plan seven years ahead like Xbox did. We are working on mm-hmm. horrible old systems. Figure it out. You fix it a lot of it after the fact, six months later. Wait six months. It's not that important. Wait six months. Sort your shit out. Fuck's sake. Uh, okay, jumping back. Um, I've lost my mouse. There it is. Uh, JMK says, I can understand it a bit with regards to it charging you for the entire length of your plan in some fashion. However, they should give people an option as to how many months they want to upgrade for really. Plus, they should only really be charged the difference between the actual prices, not the discounted and actual price. Yeah, no, I, 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 kind, of, I kind of see where you're coming from. But I'm not, I'm not, no, no, I don't agree. And the reason I don't agree is because you've opted into buying into that service for five years. That's loyalty for me is, okay, I am supporting you and my choice to be part of you for five years. If I want to upgrade on a month by month basis, I should be able to do that when I want. You shouldn't, I don't feel like they should assume that I'm going to go, okay, I'm premium for the next 36 months. Um, it's like, I'm already in your system. Let me choose if I want to pay more kind of thing. It'd be like, okay, if you want to go premium, it will be an extra £9 every month that you're premium. So at the moment, you aren't having any money taken out on your regular bill date, which is the 17th of the month. Um, so if you upgrade to premium, it'll be 9 quid on the 17th every month rather than the full fucking 90 quid or whatever it costs. We will charge you 9 quid extra per month. Um and then that will happen until you go into your account option and drop it down to extra or drop it down to essential. Well, this is 2022. I feel like payment systems should be that smart these days. I don't feel like they should go, ah, you have to pay in full. Why? Because we are Adobe and we want to fleece you. Nobody agrees mm-hmm. with that shit anymore. So I, I, I see where you're coming from, though. You can understand why they've done that. It's just, it's outdated. And this is PlayStation, which is not an outdated brand. You think of PlayStation, you think of cutting edge. Uh, or not, as the case may be. <laughs> um, there's a £34 difference between a year of essential and a year of extra. Um, I would have used two months' worth of my current subscription by the time it's released in the UK. Uh, One-sixth, uh, so two-twelfths. Um, of £34 is £5.67. So I should only have to pay £28.33 to upgrade based on non-discounted prices and basic maths based on the information they provided. Uh, there isn't enough uh, to the top tier for me to get at the moment. No, I agree. I agree. Like I, I wouldn't have had extra and premium. I would have just had one tier. Essential and boom. Game Pass and Ultimate. Why Why have you muddied the waters with, with extra and premium? Premium is for, is for fucking super content creators, journalistic people that need access to all of the things, really. There's not really much in there for me either. Um, same, Iceman, I'm waiting till I see a number of games that I want to play before I upgrade. Some of the great games they have offered uh, are ones that I already own. I, I agreed, JMK. I think I think it will get better with time, like Game Pass did. Game Pass was shit when it started. Let's be honest, nobody really knew what it was. It was just some awkward thing that Xbox kept talking about that nobody really... Is that your, like, PS Now sort of shit? Is, is that what it is? Uh, and then people saw what it had once it had started to build up a library. PlayStation Plus could get there. Um, so it'd be interesting to see where we sit in November 
having this conversation five, six months later on and seeing where we are at that point in time, whether it's the same or whether they've moved forward. Because there, you can bet the, the licensing and acquisition sort of team um, at Xbox were speaking to Ubisoft, to fucking EA, to everyone and going, let's get your game on this. We'll strike a deal. We'll make sure you get a good revenue share. Boom, 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 boom. And if PlayStation's team aren't doing that, that will be apparent in six months' time. If there's just first-party titles and a couple of others from Ubisoft Plus mm. kind of thing, uh, it'll become apparent at that point in time. <clears throat> also interesting that top tier costs about the same as a year of PS Plus and a year of PS Now, uh, technically more by a penny. Uh, is it? But you used to get a discount uh, option where you had PS Plus and PS Now together, didn't you, or something? I can't I can't remember. I was never interested in PS Now because it was shit. Um <laughs> Xbox nailed that because they used to work it on PCs and know how to get it sorted correctly. Exactly. That's the thing. And mm-hmm. that's that's the Microsoft bit. When I was saying PlayStation is the bigger brand compared to Xbox, I mean, obviously some people that may have different th- uh, opinions on that, but financially it is. That's fact. Um, but financially, Microsoft dwarfs Sony and Microsoft's history um and future in pcs will always put them at a bigger advantage or will put them in a, a, a better point of advantage right now from sony because sony doesn't have that expertise they have home electronics but not necessarily um pc slash software uh stuff i mean they had they had a lot of that into mobile phones and everything but then eventually moved away from doing all of that stuff which looks like it was a shame. Um, when Xbox did it, they added a free grace period for all the months you were already subscribed to. You could end up getting three years for free if you were smart. I remember at the time, Mark uh, from Jelly, like he was like, that's it. I've got like a million years of Game Pass now, sort of. Yeah. And I was like, why? Why? And now I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. Makes sense. You knew what was coming. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Xbox are complicating it. They're adding a family version. I mean, that I'd, I I, I kind of see coming for PlayStation and everything else anyway. The thing with Xbox is they are... We were talking about Spotify yesterday. Spotify and pretty much everything else has family plans. That's because they realise people will do console sharing, account sharing, and, and so on. And the way you get around that is by offering things like this. It kind of leads to more of the same, but it's just another way of them raking in a little bit, a marginal, uh, not a marginal, a, a percentage more, whatever that percentage is. So, yeah, it kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, that's what I did. It was, like, uh, it was like that for the first month or so when Game Pass Ultimate launched. I got three years day one. Uh, my Game Pass Ultimate ends one year from now. Nice. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the games. Um, moving ahead... Let's talk about Twitch. Let's talk about Twitch, baby. As Andy Chalk at PC Gamer says, Twitch may finally start telling people why they've been banned. A long overdue changing policy is hopefully coming soon. Um, I'm not going to read anything. I'm just going to click the uh, listen to this article link and we'll see you in five minutes when uh, PC Gamer finished reading the article through to you. Nice. I'm joking. Uh, historically, Twitch policy... This is great stuff, by the way. If you are working and you want to read an article, but you want to listen to it, this is beautiful. This function here on the site, listen to this article on PC Gamer is, is majestic. It's great. It's great. It is really good. Anyway, historically, oh, by the way, let's off topic. Some newspaper, uh, newspapers, websites, magazines, and so on often have paywalls. Like you can read this if you subscribe to the Times or whatever. A lot of them have the listen to this article function on it. 
that's not paywalled. <laughs> so if yeah. you want to know what they say past that, click that mm. and you can listen to the article instead. Jobs good and nice. Um, okay, historically, Twitch policy has, has been to not comment on individual streamer bans, even to inform those streamers themselves what exactly they did to warrant a ban. It's often not too hard to figure out in cases of obvious policy violations, but sometimes a streamer gets the boot and we're never told exactly why. An indefinite suspension of politics streamer Destiny in March, for instance, prompted some fairly solid speculation, but not actual confirmation of the reason. But that may be changing as Twitch Vice President of Trust and Safety, Angela Hessian, told the Washington Post that it's looking into including clips of infractions with suspension notification emails in the future. Quote, safety is a journey and this is a number one ask from our community, Hessian said. So we're looking at how we can attach more details for people to understand, like the video itself. That's something we're definitely working on. Spe uh, specifics and clarity will be revealed after Twitch uh, has figured out exactly how it wants to implement the feature, but the basics seem fairly straightforward. Twitch makes the mm. full disclosure to the streamer in question, and frankly, it's baffling that this hasn't been the policy from the start, and then leaves the decision about whether or not to make those details public up to the streamer. It seems like a reasonable balance between individual privacy and institutional transparency. Twitch has also added an appeals portal that gives streamers the ability to quickly and easily request a reconsideration of suspensions and bans. That's a particularly important feature for streamers who rely on Twitch as a major source of income, although it doesn't sound like it's done much to improve their odds of reversing a decision. Vice President President of Safety, Rob Lewington, said Twitch had a 99% accuracy rate on suspension decisions, and that rate has actually gone up since the appeals portal went into operation. Quote, when we look at the data, it turns out that less than 1% is actually quite a loss. Uh, it turns out that less than 1% is actually quite a lot less than 1%, he said. That's an awfully good record, although sometimes Twitch's policies are a bigger problem than the specifics of their enforcement. In the space of a month in 2021, for instance, Twitch demonetized megastreamer Caitlin Amaranth Siragusa for streaming from a hot tub, then added a hot tub uh, category, then banned her again for ear-licking in yoga pants before lifting the ban three days later. Uh, further enforcement action does not seem to have followed. Ear-licking in yoga pants and other revealing attire remains common and popular on twitch anyway babe uh you got an ear or anything to wear no 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 Hot yoga pants no no okay um speaking about uh yogurt pants <laughs> gagad says good afternoon you cheesy yogurt knitting fun guys hey oh i treat good hey doing that how we doing gagad what you been up to what have you done in the last 24 hours give us the details come on we've been sat waiting You've got that VIP badge. We need the VIP information. Give us the yeah. give, give us the facts. What's occurring? Oh, what's been occurring? Um, okay, Twitch may finally start telling people why they've been banned. I, there was a very good line in this for me, um, which I completely agree with. Uh, specifics and clarity will be revealed after Twitch has figured out exactly how it wants to implement the feature. AKA, we don't know how it's going to work entirely yet, but we'll let you soon. Uh, but the basics seem fairly straightforward. Twitch makes the full disclosure to the streamer in question, and frankly, it's baffling that this hasn't been the policy from the start, and then lets the streamer decide if they want to share it publicly. Bibi, you've been banned. Yes. Here's why is basically mm -hmm. what they're adding. Surely that should have been there already. <laughs> Surely... Yeah, it, it it does feel baffling that you can be banned without knowing the reason why, which I don't believe that you wouldn't be able to find out the, how, why you was banned. I do believe there would be not just not the appeals portal. I don't I don't think that. But if you if our account was to get banned today, 
and we didn't have someone who already looked after the account and stuff like that, we would probably be able to email somebody at Twitch and find out why. I don't believe they would just say, we don't know. I feel like they'd probably give you an idea. But now, now I think it, it, it has to be given. <laughs> like, you will find out by logging in or you'll get an email sent to you. I don't think you'd have to find or do any digging yourself. Um, but, I mean, nowadays, it's very rare that people get permanently banned from Twitch unless it's something really, really bad. Like, there's a, there's a Twitch ban account, isn't there, um, that literally just tweets when someone gets banned instantly and then at, at tweets again when they get unbanned. Like that. Yeah, like and, yeah. Yeah, and then they'll tweet again when a person gets unbanned. So it's usually for a day to three to five, depending on the, the circumstances why those banned in the first place. It's permanent, permanent bans, unless it was justifiable, you don't really hear of them that often unless it was someone who was big at the time, i.e. a certain two-time champion. Um, the knee. So, yeah, it's. I like the fact that they've got this now and I like the fact that they've got an appeals uh, portal. 99% success rate. Do I believe that? I'm not too sure. Yeah. I think that's really, really high. <laughs> I, the thing is, is um, Twitch may finally start telling people why they've been banned. It's baffling that they haven't been telling people. I don't believe that they will have said, I don't know why. I think there's just been silence. Someone gets banned and then it's almost like, a, you're banned, we don't have to speak to you. We're ignoring your comms because you're banned from our system. And it's like, surely the one way into the system that I should still have is to is to discuss why. I know it's not a publicly owned system. It is a private company. They can do what they want. But surely, if you were thinking about doing things the air quotes right way, you would have an an open uh, and transparent, at least for uh, with levels of privacy for the creators, system for people to be able to question why. You can't just go, oh, you've been banned, and then go, if you want to figure it out, then good for you. We're not going to yeah. tell you. It's, it's just that's fucking backwards. But at least it's starting, it's starting to finally tell people. The other thing about the 99% success rate is I do, that does not surprise me. I mean, that would be pretty baffling if it was anything other than that to me, is what is the chances of a system that's run by the same people that are checking it, upholding their decisions? It's like Premier League referees. If someone's given a, de a decision, uh, quite often... Uh, referees like ah, the ref said it. I'm just a you know second ref. Uh, I'm the fourth referee or kind of thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's it. I mean, he's not made a completely clear and obvious error, even though it's pretty much wrong. It's not. I mean, there's there's a little bit of open to interpretation. So I'm going to leave it there. So so Twitch bans someone. Someone says Twitch, I think you've made a mistake. Twitch then looks at its own stuff and goes, oh, I actually did what I did because I thought that was right. No, no, we'll we'll agree with that. It's not like they've been pushed out to an independent adjudicator that's gone, actually, Twitch, do you know what? There's a good 30% of these here where we feel like if you've banned person A but not banned person B, then person C has a good leg to stand on that they shouldn't be banned as well. So, like, there's a lot of up-in-the-air stuff. So we've had things before where some streamers have been banned for things that other streamers haven't because they have existing relationships with people at Twitch or... Or, or whatever. Some people are just more in the spotlight, so they get that, that way making an example of you treatment, where others are doing the same thing for days, weeks, and months on end without even uh, sights into it. So Twitch having 99% successful bans, according to Twitch, when Twitch investigates Twitch's own stats, is kind of awkward, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it is. It, I mean, it, do I believe that it's 99%? 
No. I feel like they, they probably would... <laughs> I reckon it's probably more 75, if I'm being honest. I feel like they would probably not investigate certain ones that they don't want to, <laughs> which, why would you? Like, unless it's, uh, unless it's something that has been so blatantly horrendous that they need to get them off they uh, get them off Twitch and their accounts banned that I mean that's cut and dry that's get them out of here kind of thing but there will be there will be a lot of affiliate accounts and a lot of partner accounts as well that would have just been banned because of something that was probably out of not necessarily out of context because I feel like that was definitely just like a get a, a jail free card but like Unless you have a liaison with someone at Twitch, I think it'd be very difficult to be able to justify anything, really, especially when you get banned. Like, I'm trying to find words to put it in really nice without me coming across as an absolute twat. But I feel like if we was to do something horrendous, um, I feel like people at Twitch, because we've spoken to a lot of the people there, would probably go, do you know what? Might be the benefit of the doubt. I don't think they intended it to be that way. I don't think it was as malicious. We know these guys. I don't. We don't believe that that would be the case. But someone who hasn't got that might be just thrown under the bus. Um, so I feel like the people who get thrown under the bus are probably won't include in the stats. But the people who they do have a success rate of having appeals or banning successfully, I feel like they would add them to the stats, which you go for the big stats, do you know what I mean? Sometimes you want to leave the stuff out that you don't want people to know. I mean, I'm just going to business. I'm just going to confirm, I've looked at the evidence and I've made the decision that Bibby is actually a nipple. Not, I think he's a bit, he's, he's an actual nipple. Confirmed. Complete, Bib, would you like to appeal that? Say yes. Yes, Graham, I would. Okay, I'll look at it and uh, nope, nope, you were definitely a nipple. That's it. Denied. Well, no, success. That will add that into the stats. That is that situation. <laughs> yeah. Bibby's gone, no, you're wrong. And I've gone, actually, it, that goes against what I said. So, yes, it is. Like uh, Tito says, it's like the leader of a country setting up an inquiry using someone who is paid for and reports to them. Not very independent, is it? Hypothetically speaking, obviously. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Their stats yeah. are reported for, uh, reported by and investigated by themselves. Makes sense. Uh, Gagab. I wonder if you could put evidence forward as to can't, not going really. against the appeal. Not really, no. it's not. That's the thing, though. Twitch's appeals procedure doesn't really exist in that sort of sense. Mm. And that's the issue, is a lot of people just... It's almost like a... Um, like, why have I been banned? Is this right? And they'll go, yep, it's right. And that's it. It's can't, there's, no, there's no solid, clear, well-thought-through procedures for that sort mm -hmm. of place. Uh, Gagad says, but why would they, they need to justify their actions? Is Twitch a democracy? No, it's a private company. You can do what they want. If you don't like it, then you can skedaddle. No, that's what I was getting at earlier on when I said that um, it's up to them, really. It's not, it's, it's, it is what it is. But you'd attribute that sort of conversation, that rhetoric to it, if it was a fucking hate speech guy if it was someone being racist or whatever it's like you're 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 getting rid of my free speech and stuff and it's like it's private compliment it's it's, it's not you are not part of society there this is not a public forum this is a private website just like facebook is and all the rest they can do what they want that said um if it's just being run badly it's not great for your business. So that's where it comes from. And it's not great for the business, but there is all sorts of other grey areas within there. Yeah, it is a private company. They can do what they want. But there's multiple facets in there. 
is that great for share prices and so on to their company? Who cares? But but is it great for their communities and stuff that want to keep that business alive? It's their company. Who cares? But but there is different areas within there. You can always say it's their company. They could do what they want to any part of that. But it's not necessarily the air quotes right option. It's it's the legal and 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 whatever you want is irrelevant because it's their company option. But if you want it to be a safe place, if you, I mean, if 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 they have, um, where was the names of it? I can't remember the name of the person. Uh, so the vice president of safety, and there was another one before that. I can't find the name of it. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so so two of them, uh, Twitch's vice president of trust and safety, and some other one as well. Um, have both they're both commenting on this? Then they realise that trust and safety are in question. Um, Sugre, yes, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. Diff- different one. Same, same, but different. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, if you've got the vice president of trust and safety saying this needs to change, they are looking at changing it, then it's clearly something wrong there. Yes, it is their decision. Uh, yes, it is a private company, and you can choose to bagger off. But if that approach... Twitch never says that. Other people say that on behalf of Twitch. And Twitch doesn't say that because it would be a stupid business decision, uh, just like allowing it to continue as it is, which is why they're looking at changing it. So, yeah, they can do what they want. But if they are smart, which they profess to be, uh, and they want to be, and they should be, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't just do what they want. They would have a a system that actually cares for for the sanity and the financial security of decent content creators if you're a shit house that's been banned because you're a racist fuck get the fuck off the platform yeah. it's twitch's platform they can do what the fuck they want <laughs> at that point yes um uh where did we get to why does that sound familiar get, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been out on it's been there's been conversations around like twitter and and so on with all of the donald trumpy sort of stuff recently as well um i carried out a survey i asked myself if i was awesome and 100 percent said yes ah tito <laughs> but that's the thing that's that's not what we're discussing here can you verify those stats for me please can you have a look i mean the fact that you've said that they're 100 yes is is not not what we're on about can you verify that can you check that yourself and then let us know if you still verify that mm-hmm. once you've done that then we will take it as fact uh, does that mean Man City support should be banned? Yes, yes, it does taste bad. Get the fuck out of here, fuck out of here. Uh, so yes, yes. There's not many okay. of us anyway, so you won't notice us when we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Moving ahead. Oh wait, I just checked it. It was no percent. Fuck. That's <laughs> that's not it. That's not it. You, you need to get some uh, some data interrogation principles from Twitch. They'll sort you out. Right out, mate. It turns out that that what we thought was was actually what we thought. <laughs> nice. Uh, final news article of the day. Let's take the discussion now down. It says Pokemon like MMO Temtem leaves early access this September. This is written by Matt Wales at Eurogamer. It's launching on all platforms. Uh, so Temtem developers, uh, Kremer's massive multiplayer riff on Pokemon will be leaving early access and getting its full PS5, Xbox Series X and S, Switch and PC release on the 6th of September. Temtem, you might recall, entered Steam early access. Wow. 
back in January 2020. It seems like five minutes. As yeah. if that's fucking 18 months ago, nearly. Shush. Uh, selling over a half a million copies in its first month of release. Kremer has been steadily expanding the game's core creature collecting and battling since then, introducing the likes of new Temtem, new islands to explore, and new social and competitive features, not to mention launching an early access version for PS5. And Update 1.0 is now finally in sight. After more than two years in early access, Temtem is already pretty feature-rich with its pre-release version, including the bulk of its story campaign across the Airborne Archipelago, well over 100 Temtem to catch, co-op play, competitive multiplayer, clans, housing, trading and tournaments. However, its final release promises a number of new additions. Version 1.0 will, for instance, include a new endgame island to explore, as well as new weekly quests that will update regularly post-launch, and seasonal content incorporating a battle pass with free and premium award tracks. Temtem is getting a digital and physical release, uh, but unsurprisingly, will remain digital only on Steam and the Humble Store. Uh, well, it's getting released on console, should I say. A digital deluxe version featuring the game and various cosmetic bonuses is also available to pre-order. Woo! But you know what? I'm going to go back to that. Um, so, after more than two years in early access, Temtem is already pretty feature-rich, with its pre-release version including the, uh, the bulk of its story campaign across the Airborne Archipelago. So you get most of the story. Uh, you get over 100 Temtem, which are like Pokemon, to catch. You get co-op play. You've got co uh, competitive multiplayer, clans, housing, trading, and tournaments, and it's not even fully released yet. <laughs> Mad. Is this a must-buy for you, Graham? If I played games that weren't PUBG, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with this because I knew what the answer was going to be before I even asked it. I feel like I just fired the ball up for you for an open net and we all knew what the, what the outcome was going to be. Uh, this is fucking badass. This is, I mean... If you're not into Pokemon, this is not going to float you boat at all. Knock off Pokemon, it's not going to it's not going to sort you out. But this is Pokemon without Nintendo. I mean, there's there's two things: Nintendo, Nintendo, um, and a lot of Pokemon success is led to the Nintendo. A lot of the reasons Pokemon hasn't got things that it should have had 15 years ago is Nintendo. Nintendo just going no. We don't need that. Just like, as we found out yesterday, they didn't need online competitive gaming. They just thought, you know, couch co-op will sustain us forever. Um, they were late to the party and they got there. Nintendo will probably get uh, to where they're going with uh, Pokemon, but Temtem is probably part of the reason why are they uh, why they are getting there. The fact that we've yeah. had some some of the stuff in, in Arceus and stuff like that, um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was in some part influenced by what Temtem has brought to the table over the last two mm -hmm. years. But yeah, definitely. I agree. I think it's taken a, not necessarily a lot of inspiration, but it's taken... Oh, yeah. I feel that's probably the best word for it. They've taken uh, what Temtem have done and I uh, had a few uh, thought, do you know what? That mechanic's actually really cool. We'll take a little bit of that and we'll stick it in Arceus. Like, I do believe that there was working on Arceus and they had the idea of an open-world Pokemon game for a while before the, obviously Temtem came uh, aboard and took the world by storm. I, I did check before how many people were actively playing this and it's just under 1,000, whereas obviously it was at its absolute peak at around 12,000 when the game came out in January 2020. So it has decreased. It does have an influx of people when they start to roll out new stuff. Um, so I think it peaked again 
about six, seven months ago when they brought out a patch for it and it had about 4,000 people playing it. Um, but I imagine this is going to explode onto consoles as and when it comes out. I do feel like this might be one that I end up double dipping unless my one account can work over my PlayStation 5 and my Switch. I 100% want this to be on my Nintendo Switch first and then potentially on other uh, platforms later on. I'm not sure if it's going to be like Fortnite where you're on Rocket League where you sign into one console then if you tie your accounts on the others, once you buy the game on the others, you can just pick up from where you left on. Not sure that's going to be the case. It might just be, I might have to start two different campaigns, but um, this is definitely, it's surprising me that the Nintendo are letting it on the Switch, if I'm being honest. I think that's the biggest talking point here. Pokemon has a competitor on its home console. That is bizarre. I wonder if it's like a case of, there's not really anything to stop them allowing it go on to, onto the Switch. Like if they stop it, they will realise that people... It's almost like that authoritarian, authoritarian sort of angle. It's where, okay, you're not allowing freedom of content, freedom of expression, but you're Nintendo, which is meant to be super good and looking after all the people, but you're actually just looking after your profits. So I wonder if it's that. Yeah. I'm going to stop for just a second, though, because we have an absolute whopper in the chat from the looks of things. No chance, LLC, says 17 viewer Andy. It was actually at a 16 at the point in time. So I said uh, I said that, and he's put, shut up. <laughs> Great comeback! <laughs> Whoa! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then has ironically shut up themselves after we responded with ha 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 uh so yeah welcome into the stream <laughs> absolute Good world afternoon. class banter uh you, you love to see it you love to see it. <laughs> oh it's amazing it's amazing you do get you do get some world class trolls on the internet and then you get that nice try interesting <laughs> uh, sorry if you want if you, i've not banned you yet so if you want to go off Get yourself prepped. Don't just come back with any just like straight up racism and shit like that because fuck that shit. If you want to try and be creative with your trolling, we will give you another chance. Go on. Go on. Uh, if not, just, just disappear into insignificance. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Silence. Okay, nice. <laughs> that puts my banter to shame. Gagad, Gagad, you are absolutely. Do you know what? Think of the best comedian that you can ever think of times by two. That's it. Compared to that, <laughs> compared to the fucking, it could be anywhere from Jim Carrey to fucking whatever. Jeff Dunham. I tried to think of two J's. From Jim to Jeff, uh, and anything between. You'll, uh, yeah, it's quite mate. Yeah, no chance, LSE. Ironically, when it comes to being funny, that's what you get. Mm. Anyway, Pokemon MMO alike, Temtem. Uh, it leaves early access this September, launching on the PS5, the Xbox Series X and S, the Switch, and the PC. Um, like Baby says, it's it is it's it's amazing that it's coming to the Switch. Not only because <laughs> Nintendo are like Jim Carrey isn't funny, shut your mouth. Um, no, actually, I kind of agree with that, but I also heavily disagree with that. In certain situations, is not. I actually really, really like Jim Carrey's humor, though. Um, just like a lot <laughs> of people that don't like Lee Evans, whereas I fucking love. Well, Lovely Evans when he's not trying to be creatively funny in like sitcoms and shit like that. Yes, please. Anyway, um, Xbox Series X and S, PS5, PC. Okay, Temtem on that. But on Switch, Nintendo are letting like the alpha Pokemon like game onto the Pokemon system without what? Mm -hmm. What? 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 Uh, interesting. Uh, but you know, it, it like I say, they can't really stop it then. So. I hope it just inspires Nintendo to do more with Pokemon. Or I hope, if they don't, I hope it inspires the world to look at Temtem. The thing with Temtem is it's 
it's like the Roblox to Minecraft. Roblox will never be Minecraft, but it will be mm -hmm. massive in its own right. Uh, and it is. So Temtem will probably never be Pokemon, but I hope it has the potential and the community to be able to be what Roblox is to Minecraft because Temtem, for what it's brought to the table for MMO, Monster Hunter, Catcher Games, it's it's definitely, definitely an exceptional, exceptional yeah. title and it deserves all the success that it, it hopefully Two years gets. in the making. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean... That list that I read out is is all what you got access to before version 1.0. 1.0, they're thinking about end-game content, weekly quests, so regular weekly co uh, content, um, seasonal content, and battle passes with free and premium rewards as well. There is so much ongoing content in this. Mm -hmm. I hope it's great. Obviously, I've not, not seen it. It's not out yet, but it just sounds like they've, they've got the finger on the pulse for their community, and that's what will help that game, community. So GG's, GG's. All the best to Kremer and uh, Temtem. But that's it for us now. Yeah. Uh, we are going to disappear. JMK says, all righty then. We are going to disappear. We are back tonight, though. Don't forget myself and the Triggermeister. Uh, we'll be back with some PUBG tonight. Chasing crates with mates. He is back, even though he never really went away. But he's back again, like the DFS. Yeah. Just for one time. One night only until next week. And then it'll be one night only again. Until the next time. You know what I'm saying. Uh, if you want to join us, do feel free. No doubt we'll have all the buddies jumping in with us as well as we do chase even more crates uh, from about half past six tonight. Uh, Milo too, we hope. Potentially. Potentially he might pop in. We'll see. We'll see. Um, hopefully, this room gets sorted. So, so last week, mm. I met, I mentioned on Saturday that I might, this might even be the last pub stream for a while. Um, and full-on DFS sale in that as well. That It was the last one until today because we've been let down by builders and shit twice already this week, and we're only on day three. So hopefully, eventually, this green screen stuff will be an actual room again. Uh, and if that's the case, then there's, there's all that space behind me, so there's space for Milo to roam and probably poo and pee. Yeah. So, so yeah. We'll, we'll, it's done a shot. A big got a shot. So we'll have streams where Milo just mills around in the background, which would be nice. Nice. Uh, as I said, just, having, just as I'm having dinner, roast chicken fillets and croquettes. Nice. Yes. Uh, so yes, we will be back tonight. We'll be back tomorrow with another scoop. But before any of that happens, Mr. Bib. Yeah. Is there any mediocre banter from No Chance LLC in the chat? No, there isn't. But is there anything else that you'd like to mm. add? <laughs> yes, there is, Graham. Thank you very much to each and every one of you that have joined us for today's episode of The Scoop. If you want to help shape tomorrow's show, there's two ways that you can do so. First of all, find us on social media. This is at Ice Cream Rollers across all major social media platforms. Or alternatively, get involved with our Discord. All the links that you require will be listed either in the chat or in the description below if you're watching this on any of our on-demand services. But all we need from you is a URL plus your false impressions. We will then give you our false impressions on the very next show, which will be at what time tomorrow, Mr. Graham Day? 10 a.m. Ish. 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 10 a.m. Ish. Ish. Yeah, you get the Yes. Uh, stick around, though. We're going to drop a raid on one of our friends. We can help their channel, and you can get yourself some extra sprinkles on our channel for sticking around for the raid. So do that. But from us, have yourselves a beautiful day. We'll see you at half six tonight. And until then, stay frosty. Stay frosty.